Hello, and welcome to Finding Faith Ministries. It's Sister Dominique today, and I am coming at you with another message. I know it's been quite a while, and I apologize. I personally have had some problems going on with temptation, trust, trying to find my way back to get on, oops, sorry about that, to get back on path with the Lord, and glory be to God that he has helped me. Now as a sister in Christ, I am to tell the truth to my brother and because what's done in the dark will come to the light. I have fallen and failed God multiple times while I've been gone. I have given into temptation and I've made that mistake. I've repented, but I'm here to give you some encouragement. When we fall, God is always there to lend a hand to help us up. And I felt that heavily on my heart, and I thank the Lord for his forgiveness and his mercy, though I never want to take it for granted. I am still human, fleshly, and I still make mistakes. And I pray you do not judge me. But I also pray that my confession helps you also realize that you are not perfect either. I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, and we'll all make mistakes. Now let's focus on the real reason why I'm here. I first want to start off with giving God glory and praise and a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua, your Son, the Messiah, the Savior of the whole world, we praise your name and we thank you for this day. We glorify you above all things, my Lord, and we lift you up on high. We will praise you on the highest of mountains and even the lowest of valleys. Hallelujah. We will praise you through the storm, after the storm, and before any storms come our way. We thank you so much, Jesus, for being the Lord of our lives and dying for our sins on that cross of Calvary. We believe that you are the Son of God, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. We believe in our hearts and we confess that you have been raised from the dead. You are risen. We thank you so much for this day that you have blessed us with. For today is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, for the many people you have blessed us with. Father Hurricane Laura has threatened Texas and Louisiana. Yesterday, my heart was heavy. I was in prayer. Many of us were in prayer, and we have seen your hand work swiftly with mercy to spare those who were in the path. And Lord, we pray you continue to do so, especially in these times that we are in. We want to lift up California to you, Father God. We pray that that fire goes out in the name of Jesus Christ. But let your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven, Father. We thank you either way. No matter how this play, plays out, Lord, we praise you and we glorify you. For you, Lord, are still in control. We glorify you. You are so good. Yes. Yes, you are. A, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, I hope everyone is well because I'm well. Blessed to be alive, blessed that the Lord has had mercy on me, has have, yeah, and has given me up to a new day. 
I want to start off with a verse. So if you would, please turn with me to Matthew 22. Sorry about any background noises. Dogs and little brother. <laughs> Matthew 22, verse 8. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. Now, if you go above, it talks about, like, verse 1. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. So right here you see Jesus is speaking in a parable. But this parable is relating, is a story relatable to the kingdom of God. And right here in verse 8 all the way to what I read, you hear him say, go. The king is speaking to the servants to go out into the main roads and invite both good and bad of everyone that you see. Now we can relate that to us. You know, Jesus Christ is our king, the king of kings. And we as the body of Christ, we are his servants. Meaning he is speaking to us directly, talking about go out to the main roads and invite all that you see. Holy Spirit, fill this room. Hallelujah. I'm so passionate about this message because I have been feeling it in my heart last month and I just be preaching it to myself and I feel like the Lord is just telling me to go ahead and let it out. I feel nothing with joy. Come on, somebody. And this is talking about the church. This is what this message is going to be on, the church. The body of Christ, we are so comfortable sitting on church pews, listening to a pastor tell us about what God has to say, just, just sitting there doing nothing, and we're just so comfortable with that. But I want to set this straight. Inviting people to your church is not witnessing. Inviting people to your church is not winning souls for the kingdom. Now, if they come to church, they take from the message and they convert their lives to Christ, then that's winning souls. But you barely see that. People usually come up with excuses to not go to church. Am I correct? I mean, how many excuses have you made in your life to not show up to church? Okay, so I really wanted to discuss this because even I've seen it. We sit in a building praising God, and there's nothing wrong with that. I know God loves it. It's not the building, it's the gathering. Because if you turn with me real quick to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, Paul writes, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells within you? Praise the Lord. Once again, sorry for any background noises. My dog is upset that he's stuck in the kitchen. We have a little dog gate to keep them in there. And then, if you go down here, alright, well, we're back on Matthew 22. You could turn right back. You go down Matthew 22, verse 14. For many are called, but a few are chosen. So I did a little quick lesson over this. I didn't do a podcast. I wrote a post on Facebook about how every single person on this earth is called by God for a purpose to live with him, to accept Christ, 
but few are chosen because only a few will accept Christ. We, as the body of Christ, should be out there inviting people, spreading the gospel, so that these few that are chosen become more than just a few. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. We stay in the building thinking that's doing something. We are called for more than just sitting at a building, in a building and praising God. Why not take the whole church and go outside in your communities and praise God out loud? Give your sermons in the streets. Invite people as a church. Go out to parks and give pamphlets of the saving grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with how to be saved, about the kingdom of God, how to get to heaven, things to avoid, things to turn away from, things that Jesus told us as the people of God to do and how to live. Be holy for God is holy. Hallelujah. 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 And like I said, I feel so passionate about this message because you always see people inviting others to their church. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're not telling them Jesus loves them, if you're not telling them about how Jesus saves, if you're not telling them about the goodness of God, the Father, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, you're not doing it correctly. We are called for more than just to sit, preach, and talk. We are called to witness. We are servants of God, meaning we should be doing work for the kingdom, winning souls for the kingdom, not just sitting down doing nothing. It doesn't matter how you spread the gospel. As long as you're spreading it, you can do it on social media. You can do it in person. Do it on YouTube. You can do it on a podcast. Hint, hint. You can, you can do it in a church, of course. As a church, you know you have to share the gospel. It's not just for us to keep. God is not confined to a building. And I really wish I witnessed more of church activities. And a lot of, well, yeah, you might say there's church activities, but what kind of church activities do y'all do? Y'all take mission trips around the world, but have fundraisers. How about you first start off with just going to local areas in the place that you live or around your town, little hour, two hour trips, start going over into these areas and preaching. Of course, get help from the church to make pamphlets, to print out things. But it shouldn't take a whole year until summer to go do something. It should be throughout the entire year that you're out there preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, inviting people, not just those who walk into the church, not just those who you nitpick and think are okay to look at and okay to invite. You see somebody rocking a demonic type of clothing, say you see a Satanist, go up there and go up to them and tell them about Jesus. Somebody who's clearly talking about how they're an atheist, still invite them. It doesn't matter. Invite them because that's what the king told the servants. This is what Jesus is telling us. 
go and invite everyone to the wedding feast of the Lord. In some translations, it's called the wedding supper of the feast. I mean, of the lamb, the wedding supper of the lamb. Excuse my mistake there. We have to start doing things as the body of Christ, spreading more love to those around us, especially those who don't, who don't know Christ. Share the love that God shared with you. Hallelujah. If you go to, uh, if you go to John 13, verse 31, it's subtitled in my Bible. I don't know about yours, but it's subtitled, A New Commandment. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you, you will seek me. And just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It doesn't matter. Love thy neighbor. That's a commandment. God commanded us to love because God loves. It doesn't matter what you do or what you're doing. God still loves you. Let me go into a little topic real quick because I witnessed this. I'm going to be straight up with you. I don't care what you are, who you are. You could be gay, atheist anything transgender you could be all for abortion you could be everything against God but you know what I'm called to do I'm called to love you and that is what I'll do because God loves God is a God of love and just like Jesus said by you loving people they'll know that you are his disciple. We are not called to hate. Hate is a sin. Do never, never feel ashamed for loving somebody. Even if they're in the wrong, love them because we are called to love. You know, people don't understand that though I don't support you, I love you. You don't have to support them. Don't ever support anything that goes against God because you're just as guilty as the sinner, as the wicked, as the criminal. Amen? But love. Love people enough to share the gospel with them. Guys, we, we don't even know when things are going to be done for with us on this earth. We can leave today. Jesus can return today. We, one of, somebody could die today. You could die today. I can die today. Tomorrow is not promised. Your next breath isn't promised. So love, forgive, and get closer to Jesus Christ while you have the chance. Just like I said, love people enough to share the gospel no matter their reaction to it. 
No matter if they hate you for it, no matter if they judge you for it, people are going to hate you. But just remember, the world hated Jesus first. Father God, I pray your will over this message. Let it be your words, not my own. Let all glory be to God. Hallelujah. I God bless you all. I pray you have a wonderful rest of your day or night, whatever time you're listening to this. If you have any questions, please ask me or go to Father about it. Once again, don't lean on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge the Lord Jesus because he is wiser than you. (laughs) And me, of course. (laughs) But he has all the answers and he is willing to share them with you if you allow him to. God loves you so much. Repent of any sins that you are holding on to. Forgive those who have hurt you. Let go of any hurt that you're holding on to. Give it to God. Give it to God. He wants it. He wants to bear your burdens. He wants to take your pain. He wants to set you free. You just got to allow him. Share the gospel with somebody today. Tell them that Jesus loves them. To lose is gain in Christ. Keep that in your heart. Also, continue to learn scripture and keep it close. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you remember if you struggle with remembering. Because there is coming a time where there will be a famine of God's word. Uh, I'm not a prophet. I'm not. But for what I feel in my spirit and what I've been seeing and hearing. And I know for a fact if what I believe and say and think and, you know, hear, God will correct it for me. And I, I just know judgment is coming. God is angry with this world. He is slow to anger. We know that. But all these years and we still reject the Lord. Guys, repent if you have not. Get closer to God because he is about to judge the land And like I made a post about it, get ready, because if they can take church away from you, if they can make sure you don't have at-home Bible uh, studies, how long will it be until they take your Bibles, our Bibles from us? Amos 8.12, read it if you have the time. I will make sure to put it in my description. God bless you all so very much. Shalom.